Hello friends, welcome to the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Brad and I serve Hillside Church as the lead pastor. We're so glad to be able to share God's word with you in this way. God has so much in store for you and for your life. And one of the ways God works in our lives is through the study of his word, like the message you're about to hear. Our prayer for you is that as you share in this message, if it's me preaching or if it's someone else, is that God's word would minister to your heart and life in a most powerful way. Thanks again for being part of our church family. God bless you. Uh, This week, we are continuing our sermon series called Community, the awkward and essential challenge of Christian community. Um, And we've called it that because we aren't just called to live in community, we're called to live in unity inside of our community. And we want to recognize that, that the call that we have on our lives to the community that we're called to, it is awkward. It can be a challenge. Is, is as we talked about last week, last week, we are very different people. And sometimes our differences stand really in opposition to each other. And that can be awkward. That can be a challenge at times when somebody's priorities are different than yours, when somebody's view of the world is different than yours, when somebody's understanding is different. That can be awkward. Those moments where, where we say, it should be like this, and somebody says, I don't think so. Uh oh. And now we've got an awkwardness. But we can't be afraid of the awkwardness. Because Christian community is also essential. It's not an option. It's not something that if, well, if you want to do it, then you can. It is essential that we have community with one another. And last week we talked about how Jesus put our community with one another at the very top of our resume. That it was the most significant, most important thing that we could have as a witness is the community that we have for one another. Now, community is is a challenge because we live in a culture that wants to teach us that that being independent and having the ability to not need anyone from anything is right near the top of the list of things that are really important. That that so many of our our heroes in movies and so many of our heroes in books, so many of the heroes of stories that we have are are like, I don't need anyone from, I don't need anything from anyone. I'm independent. I'm strong. I can be able to be by myself. So many of our pop culture heroes are, are loners and don't need help. Around them, and we see concepts like this. Like you see these kind of things. Happiness is nine acres, three lakes, two mountains, an endless forest, no neighbors. And my and we go amen to that. Like all I want is to be by myself. Oh, that would be heaven. Oh, I would love to be able to be by myself. We value this concept of being self-made, being independent. Our our culture tells us that to to be happy and successful, we must be true to ourselves. And having an independent spirit and personality is seen as a strength. Uh, You don't need anybody. You just need you. Just have you. That's all you need. But we know and we recognize that we have been called into this awkward and essential challenge of Christian community. 
And, and because of the way that culture shapes us, shapes us, even when we don't realize it, we, we can unintentionally end up with a faith that's often influenced by aspects of the culture around us. And we can live out a faith that has been deeply influenced by an individualistic culture. And when we do that, we end up with a distorted approach to faith that can leave us lonely, isolated, and alone. That we can start to think of our faith like it's just me and God, and I don't need anybody else. It's just me and him. We're in this together. All I need is God. I don't need anybody else. I don't need anything else. Because culture and society around us tell us that not needing, not needing anything from anybody, that's good and right. But that's, that's not what God has called us to. That's not what, what we're supposed to be about. When we look at Scripture and, and when we look at how God created us to live in Scripture, we discover that it's not about this rugged individualism at all. It's not about fending for ourselves, and it's not about me. If we go all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible and the very beginning of the story of God's creation to Genesis chapter 1, the first pages of the Bible, we see that the author of Genesis goes on to tell us that when God finished with his process of creation, he stepped back, had a good look, and saw that it was good. God created light. And he saw that it was good. God created or separated land from the sea. And God saw that it was good. God created vegetation. And God saw that it was good. God created the sun and the moon. And God saw that it was good. God created the animals of the sea, and God saw that it was good. God created the animals of the land, and God saw it was good. God created Adam, and it says that God saw that it was very good. Clearly, God was happy with everything he created. Every single part of it, God, Scripture will tell us that God saw it was good. However, God had yet to create a second human. Adam was completely alone. And so as God is, is standing back and looking at his creation, when he looked at a single human being living alone outside of the context of, of community, we don't see God saying, Good on you, Adam. You don't need anybody for anything. You, you, you be you. You do you. You, got, you don't need community. You don't need enough. Go live in your cabin in the woods all by yourself. That's what it means to be a man. Instead, we hear God say something he hadn't said before. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, God says this about the situation Adam finds himself. Or God saw that it was good. The Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. That when God looked at Adam and looked at all that he created, God said it was good. But then as he looks at Adam and his life, he looks and he sees Adam by himself. And he says, that's 
that's not good. That's not okay. That's not what he means, needs. God knew it wouldn't be healthy for Adam to live life on his own, uh, outside of community with other people. That, God said, would not be good. And so to change this situation that, that God saw to be not good, God created the first community of two and invited them to experience life together in intimate and meaningful ways. So from the first humans created, God created us to be communal beings who, who crave and actually need to live life in the context of authentic, interdependent relationships with one another. And anything else God himself said is not good. We were created for community. Living life as an individual apart from relationships was never God's plan for people. And we even read that God sees the value in community that he was building with these people. God himself wanted in on the, when it came to this new community in Genesis chapter 3. And there's a lot to unpack to get to this moment in Genesis chapter 3. And even as we're reading these verses, there's lots of context unpacked that we're not going to get into. But what we read is this. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called out to the man, where are you? Now, like I say, there's a lot that we could unpack in regards to what had happened and why the man and his wife, Adam and Eve, were hiding from the Lord. But, but the thing that I want to focus on is what was God doing and who was he looking for? We read that God was coming for a walk in the garden and he was looking to do it with Adam and Eve. That God would come and it says he would go for a what that looked like, friends, we don't know. But it, what we read is that God was coming and going for walks, that, that he would go for these walks in the garden and he was looking to do it with Adam and Eve. God wanted to be in community with the community he had created. That God didn't create us for community apart from him. God created us for community with one another, but also community with him. From the very beginning of creation, we see God created us for community. Community with God and community with each other. Now, if we jump a whole bunch of uh, chapters and books ahead, and we, let's take a look at the life of Jesus. Because Jesus will say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so if we understand the life of Jesus, and we look at, at how Jesus saw and prioritized and understood these things, then that can give us another picture of how God sees us and what God's priorities are. And, and we see that Jesus doesn't change in this message. We see Jesus affirm the construct of us as people and our need for others. Because it's easy, see, see, one of the things that, that can be easy and a mistake to do is that we can look at the stories of, that take place in the gospel, the stories of Jesus and his disciples, and see Jesus and his disciples as, as this idea of like a traveling preacher and then the guys who followed him. 
that, that Jesus was, was sort of, he did his thing. And then there was this group of people who just kind of followed behind him. But the story is so much more than that. Throughout their time together, we see that Jesus wasn't separate from his disciples, but that this was a mutual two-way community with Jesus not only leading his disciples, but serving them as well. Jesus was in community with his disciples. We, we see Jesus gently washing their dusty feet. We see Jesus not only comforting and sharing the burdens of his disciples, but also asking them to share his own burdens as well. In fact, on the, on the last night before Jesus was arrested, we, we see Jesus practically begging his disciples to, to stay up with him, to sit up and keep him company during his darkest hours. As, as Jesus is, is feeling fear and anxiety, he wants to be in community with his disciples. He wants his friends around them. Jesus will say to them, I don't, I don't call you servants. I call you my friends. You are my community. And Jesus wants to be in community. Jesus, the, the Son of God, was able to walk on water. He was able to make food appear out of thin air. He, he told a storm to stop. He, he was able to make lame people walk, blind people see, deaf people hear, even putting a severed ear back on a person. And he told a man who had been dead for four days to get up and walk. The Son of God, Jesus, could do anything. But one thing that Jesus didn't do, one thing that Jesus didn't want to do, Jesus didn't want to experience the ups and downs of life outside of the context of close, authentic relationships. From the very beginning, God created us to be in relationship with each other and relationship with him. And in the life of Jesus, we see God's desire for us to be in relationship with each other and God's desire for us to be in relationship with him. Jesus, the one who created the entire universe, needed a community of close friends with whom to share his burdens. We were created to live life together. God himself modeled for us what it means for us to live life together. The life of Jesus can teach us all kinds of things. We could just spend the next thousand years just preaching out of the life of Jesus and never will that well run dry. But among the most important things that we can see is that the best way to live life is not through a hyper-focus on individualism or independency, but through a conscious decision to share our lives openly and authentically with those around us. And so if we're going to do our best to follow Jesus, to live the life that he's called us to, to be all that we can be in Jesus, we need to be doing that with other people. Inviting our church family into our lives and discovering how we can live life together. Now you may say, but I don't like other people. 
You may say, I, I like being by myself. I have a high value on being alone. And I, I'm like that. I like to have time to myself. I like to be by myself. But we're part of a family. And with a family comes people. And with people comes other people. And we talked all about other people last week. Proverbs 18.24 in the New King James Version and the King James Version will give us this amazingly profound statement. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. Want to have friends? Be friendly. Want to have people in your life? Be a person in people's lives. We cannot stand off at a, at a distance. We cannot remove ourselves from community and then expect to find community. Want friends? We have to be friendly. Want family? We have to be family. And they say, I, I don't know, pe people never reach out to me. Then reach out to people. Well, I do reach out, but, but when I do reach out, it seems like no one reaches back. Keep reaching. Why? Because we're family. And that's what family does. We need family when we are down to come alongside and say, hey, let's go. We're, we're going to go together. We are family. There's more to life. Let's go. And, and we're going to be all right because we're family and we're in this together. And we say, but I don't want to go. Too bad. You're going. You're going you're gonna to get up and you're going to dust yourself out. And we're going to go out to get some dinner. Well, I don't want to eat. Well, you're going to go out and eat and you're going to talk and you're going to act like you like it. But I don't like people. No, you do like people. You need people. You like me, and so we're going to go out. You're going to like it, and I'm going to pay. Okay, I'll come. <laughs> we need to have community with one another. Because what happens when we don't have community is we end up alone with our thoughts. And you know who the easiest person to agree with is? Yourself. And so as you sit alone, you think, nobody likes me. And then you start to believe it. Nobody cares about me. And we start to believe it. Nobody thinks about me. We start to believe it. It doesn't matter to anyone if I exist. And we start to believe it. But community comes alongside. And when we say, nobody likes me, Community comes alongside and says, I like you. No one notices me. I notice you. No, no one cares about me. I care about you. And we have that voice to remind us of what's true. We have that voice to remind us that there's more to life than maybe the lies we hear in our own head. We're not, 
created to live life alone, independent, secluded from other people. We see God himself craved and sought out relationship with other people. And, and we need to do the same. There's a, an old proverb that will say, like, no man is an island. And we need to understand that and embrace that. We cannot live our lives as an island. We need each other. You, you need us. You do. You need your church family. What do I need these people for? You need your church family. But also, your church family needs you. Is, is we're not complete without you. And when we start to make the mistake of thinking, oh, they don't need me, then we're missing part of the family. We, we need each other. You need your church, and your church needs you. We are family. As our, our church motto phrase, as family we go. As we walk through life, we don't go alone. We don't experience life alone and just let everybody know how it went. Our dream, our, our purpose, our desire for each other is that we would go together as family. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you and we recognize that from the very beginning you cared about us, you loved us, and you wanted to be a part of our lives. And God, I thank you that you didn't create us to be separate from each other and you didn't create us to be separate from you, but that, God, you created in each and every one of us an innate need and desire for community. And God, we know that as people, we, we are really effective at tearing down and making community difficult. We recognize that, that not all of us are easy to get along with, and every one of us has people that we get along with well and has people that it can be a struggle. But God, I pray that you would help us to see, understand, and embrace the concept of community, the concept of unity, the concept of this awkward and yet essential challenge of Christian community and help us to embrace and love one another. To not just put up with each other, to not just accept their presence, but to embrace and love one another with the godly love that you have called us to have. God, I pray that as we as a church exist and live and move through life, God, may we do so as family to one another. As we exist and go through all of the stages of life and the moments of life, the ups and downs, the most difficult moments, the most joyful moments, God, may we be a people who mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice, and live life together in the middle. God, would you help us to love one another the way you've called us to. We love you, Lord, and we want to be the church you've called us to be, and that means each other. God, would you give us the grace and strength to love one another? In your name.
name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. When your week feels like a beat down. Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family, and that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca. Or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on contact us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on our pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know his hope, know his purpose, and know his power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family we go. Don't stay back.